Okay, our book is Philippians. <coughs> we are in chapter 4 today. Philippians chapter 4. What did we learn last week about Philippians? Who was your teacher? John. John. So you should remember what he said, right? Anybody know what the main problem was at the church at Philippi? <coughs> they had a hard time getting along with each other. If you look at chapter 4, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, long for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Odious and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. Those are two ladies, and they were arguing. Imagine that. Do you think anybody ever argues in church? Yes. <laughs> well, not with me, because I won't argue with people. And it helps if everybody doesn't argue with people, right? Ah, that makes a world of difference. If you won't argue, you can't have an argument, right? Yeah, so we just don't argue. I'm going to argue. It's a good thing. All right, but we have here... Um, Anybody want that? Yeah. Anybody doesn't want that? You don't want to live a happy life? Oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, we all, of course, want to live. Nobody wants to be miserable. Nobody wants to be unpleasant. We want to live a happy life. So here is a way to live a happy life. And he's going to give us a few hints, a few secrets on how to do that. And, uh, and uh, we'll see about it, see how it works for us and see if we can accomplish it. So we're beginning at Philippians 4 and verse number 4. I told you, fix that. And then I said, fix it. Why would I say it twice? To get your point across? Get it done. I want you to get it done, right? I want you to fix that stupid thing. Fix it. Come on. Let's go. Well, he says rejoice. And what does he say? Again, I say Rejoice. He's trying to get his point across. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to tell you twice so that you get it. I want you to rejoice. What does it mean to rejoice? 
does it mean to rejoice? Hurry up before I hit the bottom. What does it mean to rejoice? Oh, look. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Anybody remember that song? Don't worry, be happy. So, so uh, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Or be happy, he says, how long? How long are you supposed to rejoice? I know it's a hard word there. Always. Always. Here's my question to you. Are you happy all the time? <laughs> Why not? So you're not doing this thing that he told us to do, right? So I want you to be happy. I want you to rejoice. I'm going to remind you twice. It's really important that you learn to rejoice. All right? Rejoice in the Lord. Okay? I want you to do it all the time. I want you to do it always. And you say, you don't. Right? <laughs> you don't. You don't. So there might be something wrong with us. Okay. Anybody think there's anything wrong with them while you're not happy all the time? <laughs> be daring and say, yeah, it must be something wrong with me because I'm not happy all the time. Next verse, verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Moderation. What's that mean? Look it up. Always keep a dictionary handy. I have one when I study the Bible all the time. Why? Because if you don't know what the word means, you're just reading the words and blank. There's a blank hole in your mind. Don't want any blank holes in your mind. So what does it mean when he says, let your moderation be known to all men? What does it say? extreme in your behavior? Yelling. Yelling. Getting mad. <clears throat> Make me mad. I'm yell at you. It's extreme behavior, right? So moderation is what? Did you ever have extreme behavior? So what's needed if we got extreme behavior? Let your moderation be known to all men. So if somebody looks at you and they say, well, I know, I know Dylan, I know Gideon, I know you people, 
and I know here's what you do. Are they going to say, they're moderate? Or are they going to say, no, they have these extreme moments? So find me another word for moderation. If you're calm, what makes you mad? What makes you mad? People. People. Most, most of the time it's people, right? Right? Most of the time people make you mad. And that's generally what's true. All right, so somebody does something that makes you mad and uh, you want to shoot your mouth up and get mad, but you don't. You remain calm. How do you do that? Self-control. Let your moderation be known to all men. Or, that is, people will say about us, you know, that person keeps it together. They're calm when struggles come. When somebody makes them mad, they don't get mad. They stay calm. So they're very self control. Alright, so here's the first clue how to live a happy life and it is we got to get a handle on self-control. That's how you're going to live a happy life. So he said, and I want you to rejoice always, be happy all the time. How are you going to live a happy life? Well, you can't be extreme in your behavior. You must have self-control. So he says, now I want you to be happy all the time. And I want people to know that you got it together. You control yourself. And then he says, the Lord is at hand. So next time you can't control yourself, and you want to scream at somebody, you want to get mad, I want you to write on the back of your hand, the Lord is at hand. Okay, what will that mean? So you get mad and God's right here. He's right here. You want to blow your top when God's right here next to you? I think that's not a good idea. He's looking at you. He's watching you. So he said, here's a good thing to remember. You need to control yourself enough so that people around you recognize that you're a very self-controlled person. And the main person around you is God. He wants to see you have self-control. All right, next one is verse 6. Does anybody got a different way? You all got just regular Bible. Okay. Uh, in a lot of Bibles, it says, be anxious for nothing. Define anxious. What's the definition of anxious? 
Get up, that's it. Now you're getting it. When you don't know, you look it up. What's the definition of anxious? Be anxious for nothing, or he says be careful for nothing. It's kind of the same thing. What does it mean? To be anxious is. things that make you unhappy, all right? So he says, I want you to stop worrying. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful or you get all concerned about it. Stop worrying about things that make you unhappy. And how are you going to do that? Do you worry about things? Anybody worry about things at night? Go to bed and worry about it? Where do you worry about things the most? Bed's pretty good because you got all the lights off and you're there and it's running through your head and you're worried about it. Any other time? When I'm driving. When you're driving, you should be worried, yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good idea, all right? <clears throat> Don't worry about things. So how are you going to keep from worrying about things? He says... Be careful for nothing, be anxious. Don't worry about things, but in everything by prayer and supplication. What's supplication? Look it up. Supplication.
So you can pray. A lot of times we just pray, and it's just a prayer. You're talking to God. You say, dear God, thank you for our food. Bless us, and we're done. It's just a prayer. There's no urgency in it. But sometimes we pray supplicating, or it's more intense, it's more urgent. All right. So he says, whatever... Everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. So you got a problem, makes you unhappy. What do you do with it? You ask God. You talk to God. You ask God. And sometimes you may ask a whole lot more intensely. You may not say, hey God, help me with this, goodbye. No. You say, I really need some help. I'm in problem. I got trouble. I need help. Will you please help me? You supplicate. And God really likes that. He said, so ask more firmly sometimes when you pray to God. Now, <laughs> if you ask somebody, say, well, I need this and I need that. Are you inclined to help people who whine? No. I'm not. You whine all the time and it goes in this ear and out the other. How do you think God feels? Think he likes whiners? I don't think so. So you're supposed to ask how? What does it say? How are you supposed to ask? Yeah, you'd be thankful. So when you're talking to God, you remember this. Whenever you're talking to God, you need to start out saying thank you. Because he does a lot for us. Now we got something we really need help with. Say, well, thank you for helping me last time. And thank you for giving me good parents. Thank you for giving me this and that. And we got a nice church. And thank you for all those things. But I got this other thing I need help with. All right. And so you do that. And that's going to do what for you? What's this all about? You know, have a happy life. You pray. When things come up, you pray to have a happy life. All right, now, here's the real key. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth away, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All right, this is cool. This is really cool. So, you pray, say, God, I need help. This thing is not making me happy, and I want to be happy, and I'm trying to control myself. I want to be happy, so I'm asking you to help me. And then he says, you're going to feel peace. You're going to begin to feel peace. When you pray. You're going to begin to feel peace. Anybody like peace? I love peace. I love peace. I love things to be peaceful. I love families to be peaceful. I love life to be peaceful. And so he says, if you pray, 
Does he say all your prayers will be answered? What does he say? You will feel peaceful. How does that work? You just pray. You may not get an answer to your prayer, but you just pray and you feel peaceful. How does that work? What does it say there? I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Why? Because it is peace that what? What does it say? Passes understanding. So you think, well, how's God ever going to give me peace? He's going to give you peace, and you're not going to get it. You're not going to figure it all out. I got God all figured out. I know how he gives me peace. No, you don't. He just comes inside of you and says, I want you to relax. I want you to feel peaceful. I want you to be happy all the time. And so be peaceful. Now, this next one is really a difficult verse. All right? Go ahead, number eight. So, he makes a list. What sort of things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report? If there be any virtue, what's another word for virtue? Good. These are good things. If there be any praise, where does praise go? Goes to God. Good things that God did. That's what these are. So God is always true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. Now make me a list of opposites. What's the opposite of true? What's the opposite of honest? Lying, yes. Dishonesty. What's the opposite of just? Another word for it. Unfair? Would that be a good word? Okay. What's the opposite of pure? How about dirty? Something is pure, something is dirty. The opposite of lovely. Certainly unpleasant. Okay. And the opposite of good report. Bad report. You ever heard of gossip? Ever heard of that? Yeah. Right, so. Let's go down the, the bad list. 
when you somebody tells you a lie, does that ever bug you? Do you think about it? <laughs> well, sure you do. He said, no, don't think about that. Think over here if somebody tells you the truth. Don't focus on when somebody's told you a lie. Has there ever been anything in your life unfair? Yeah. You say, yeah, I got a lot of that, right? Okay? He said, no, I don't want you to think about that. I want you to think about what's fair, what's just. Do you have things in your life that are fair? Shake your head real hard. You got a million things in your life that are fair. What are certain things that are pure? Thinking about dirty things. I don't have to explain that. You know what I'm talking about. Things you shouldn't be thinking about. What sort of things are unpleasant? Do you think about unpleasantness? Sure you do. Alright, so we're going. And do you listen to gossip when somebody's telling you about somebody else and you should see what they did and they did this and they did that? Do you listen to that and go home and think about it? No. So we have this to do. So you say, well, I'm going to have self-control. I'm going to say my prayers. All right. And I'm going to feel peace. And how am I going to keep that going? You're going to control what you think about. And so when somebody is unfair to you, and somebody tells you a lie, somebody gossips and tells you a bad story about somebody else, and wants you to think, I don't know, because who did all this? These are bad things that who did? Who did them? Did God do them? Well, people did, right? People did. These are bad things that people did. So I said, I want you to stay focused over here on the good things that God did. And when you've got a chance to think about whatever you want to think about, what do you think about? You know what I like to think about? I drive down the road on the way to church, and I look at the sunrise, and I look at the trees, I look at the green grass, I look at the flowers, I look at the snow, and I look at the eagle flying overhead, and I look at the deer in the road in front of me. I look at all those things and I say, wow, nice job. Those other good things that God did. Alright? So I think about the lovely things that God did. And when you're driving down the road, instead of thinking, my mother made me so mad today. Let's think about, hey, look, there's a deer. Boy, what a nice creation that was. That'll help you a lot. All right? When you're in school and you're thinking about, this is unfair. Not fair what they're doing to me. Is there somewhere something that's fair? I'm sure there is. What did God do that's fair? Everything he did was more than fair. He died for you. 
That was more than fair, wasn't it? If it was fair, he could have just said, ah, I'm not going to die for those people. But he went overboard. He did what was more than fair. So if you want to control your thoughts, and I'm going to tell you something right now. If you can control what you're thinking about, you're going to have it all together. This verse is a real important verse. You want to control what you're thinking. Believe me, there's hundreds of adults who don't train their mind at all. They think about whatever rolls into their head. Flip on the TV, they're like watching commercials. I think about this for 30 seconds, think about that for 30 seconds. I never sit down and think about anything for a long time. And that's kind of the nature of life today, is that we have short attention spans. And what he's saying is, think about the good things that God has done, and use those things to focus your mind so that you have self control, that you're not miserable thinking about these things all the time. Right? We want to learn how to live a happy life. And it's going to take a little concentration. We've got to think about the things that are going to help us. Verse 9. talk, you heard what I said, you've seen what I've done. Follow my example, and you will have what? What does it say? God of peace. You'll have peace. How to live a happy life. You have peace. So, how are you going to follow Paul's example? What do you know about it? Why do we learn anything about Paul in the book of Acts? It's a whole story of his life. Starts when he meets God on the road to Damascus. He becomes a missionary. He's getting beat up and all over everywhere he goes. But he follows God, and you can read about it in the book of Acts. And so he says, if you do what I do, read about it in the book of Acts. You follow God, whatever happens. And then he says, listen to what I say. Where did he talk? How can you find out what he said? No. What he said, Paul. Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. He wrote 14 books in the New Testament. He wrote half of it all by himself. 
half of the New Testament was written by one man, this guy, Paul. So how are you going to find out what he thinks? It's right in front of your face. you got page after page what he thinks. This is what he thinks right here. He's the one that said, control yourself. Stop worrying. Pray and you'll find peace. And he says, if you follow my example, you'll be peaceful. You'll be a peaceful person. Well, follow my example. And we're just reading it right here. He's, this is what he said to do. He's the guy that knows how to live a happy life. He's inviting us to participate. How would you like to have a happy life? Which, I love it. I'm in. Let's do it. We're going to have to read some of what he says. Pay special attention. Control your mind. You control what goes on you can just let it bang around your head and go from side to side. Or you could say, you know what? I'm going to think about this. You ever heard of a daily devotional? What's that? Page every day. What does that do for you? If you have a daily devotional and you read a page every day, what does it do for you? Helps you think about things that are true, unjust, pure. It's focusing your mind. So you have, you wake up in your bed, reach over and grab the thing, turn the light on, and let's read. One page help you think about God. Anything you can do to help you think about God, very valuable. You want to think of the good things that God did. Right. So, you want to live a happy life? Get your act together. Stop worrying. Don't be anxious. All right. Self-control is what you're going to have to develop. You start by controlling what you think about. And then you'll feel peaceful inside, which will make you happy. And you'll say, how do I get to feel peace? I don't know. I don't know how it works. God just said, here, I want to help you. Zoom, I feel peaceful. I feel peaceful. Some of the most peaceful times I've felt, people would be amazed. When my father died, I found him drowned in the pond. I, re I walked in the water and pulled him out of the pond myself. Peaceful as can be. Why? He's okay. He's up in heaven. And I was the first one to discover that he's gone up. Peaceful as can be. You say, well, that's a funny thing to say when your father dies. No, that's the perfect thing to say. When your father dies, you know that he's in good hands. He went to heaven. I feel good. I feel peaceful. I'm very much at ease with it. I know where he went. And so the things that people think, oh, those are awful things. Maybe not. Maybe not. God can make you feel peace and be quite comfortable with it. Alright? That's a very important thing. If you want to feel good inside, talk to God. And he will put that inside of you. And I don't know how he does it, but we can work at it.
thinking about the right things. Got it? What's the question? What's the answer? Self-control, what else? Pray. Make sure you don't forget that part. Praying is real important. If you get an answer, you may, you may not, but what will you have if you pray? Peace. Peace. There you go.